Now, it's the Columbia Check-In with Lieutenant Governor Pamela Abbott on the Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers on Talk 94.5. Good morning, Lieutenant Governor. Good morning. I have to tell you, Liz, that jingle, whoe wrote that for what is it lead disposable service is still playing in my head. <laughs> You're that not alone. A, I know. <laughs> we I'm walk like, around the studio hell? going, hey, all the time. That's genius, right? That's yeah. what you want to do. I mean, I was like, that is probably the best jingle commercial I've heard in a long time. So kudos to them. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll be singing it all day on my way to Fort Mill and all around the state. I mean. <laughs> well, Lieutenant Governor, thank you so much for joining us. And on behalf of Javier, um, he just absolutely loved the letter that you sent him for becoming a citizen. And he read it out oh, loud. I got oh, it on video. Man. It's great. Oh, I'm so glad. You know, it, 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 it's not it's not an easy task. You know, when you when mm-hmm. you come into this country legally and you want to be a citizen, there is some work to it. But Hey, everything worth having is worth putting some work into. Absolutely. So he uh, placed it in the folder with his immigration um, status, uh, you know, certificates, his naturalization. So it's pretty cool. He's got his passport. He's all set, ready to go. So um, thank you so much. But speaking of, you know, border issues, immigration, uh, we saw that Governor Henry McMaster was getting some, uh, you know, some uh, uh, national publicity. He joined 25, uh, 25 GOP governors that are backing the Texas governor over the border battle. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. You know, uh, sometimes people find it, um, you know, uh, like, like a news flash that we have been sending people to the border to help uh, at all different places in the border, some in Texas, some in Arizona for years now. Uh, the last three years, for sure, we've really helped. We have troops there now. We'll be adding more uh, during the summer months. So he um, is very, um, he stands arm in arm with Governor Abbott and can't understand why the Biden administration, you know, why they're doing what they're doing, why they're not protecting their own border. And, you know, the governor truly believes in states' rights, as I do. And, you know, if the federal government fails, that he feels that's why you have states' rights and states' constitutions. So when the federal government fails you, you know, you can protect your own people. And so he proudly will stand arm in arm and will use our guard uh, to help in any way we can. But Liz, I think I, I told you earlier, uh, General McCarthy McCarty was saying that, um, you know, the troops that came back, what they saw, I mean, they didn't really, they would have stayed down longer. Like, they felt like they were doing such a service to the nation by, you know, kind of standing watch on that border that they were all very passionate about, if you need me to go back down, if you need me to stay, I'll do it. And I think that says a lot. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, because um, someone sent um, my uh, husband a picture of a bunch of people getting off a bus in Loris at a gas station with backpacks and they all looked Hispanic of some sort to me. Um, I don't know. Could have been something else. No one knows who they are. But I know that you mentioned to us last week that um, there's been a letter sent to all like law enforcement or something like that. You told us that if they see yes. anything to say something, because Absolutely. you're not told by the federal government if there are buses being sent here. And you did say, I think, that you weren't aware of any instances where that is happening. So 
I was just wondering if you found out anything else because someone has someone texted us something, Nick, on the Showtime Auto Glass. We, why actually, does it appear? Yeah, yeah, why does it appear that South Carolina seems to be so accommodating to what illegals? What they mean by that? What so they mean? We've gotten several texts over the last few weeks that every time they're out and about downtown, they see obvious to them anyway uh, that mm-hmm. there are a, a whole bunch of illegals jumping out of these big giant trucks. Oh, and, and not only that, but there seems to be a big influx of these very non-English speaking small children in the schools. Oh, they yeah, notice that, that when they drop their kids off. It's mm-hmm. like it's the, the, the number seems to be growing exponentially. Well, I think when you see that, you know, I think we learned something really vital from 9-11. You know, if you see something, say something like mm-hmm. when, when you see that happening, like for, for like for me. If I was walking down the street and I saw a whole pe- bunch of people jumping out of the back of a truck, the first thing I would do would be call the police because I'd be worrying, are they robbing something? Is something going on? Is this something nefarious? Mm-hmm. Like, call 911 because we don't know what's going on. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be nothing, could be something, but it's worth law enforcement Reporting. checking out. And, you know, you know, again, the governor asked Chief Keel to send a letter to all um, the chiefs and all the sheriffs to say, if you're seeing this stuff, to let him know so he can report it back to us. That's the only way it comes back to us, right, um, is if it goes through a channel or somebody reports it. So I, um, you know, that that is my advice to anybody is when you see it, say it. Now, there are, there are a lot of faith organizations who are sponsoring mm-hmm. families. Yeah. And that Usually is Catholic coming through charities. A, they, you do. Them. You have the Baptist ministries that mm-hmm. do it. You have Catholic charities that do it. Mm-hmm. And and they're. I mean, and I'm not questioning their motives, right? They're probably their motives are very Christian to mm-hmm. try to make sure people yeah. aren't living in the street with small children. That's not the point. But the point is, is that when it comes through channels like that, mm-hmm. it doesn't come up on our radar, right? Yeah. So we don't. We don't see that happening when families are offering to sponsor people to come into our state. There's no mm-hmm. way to track. And you're absolutely right. The Biden administration uh, does nothing to help us here in South Carolina. No. Well, uh, Lieutenant Governor, that's the point. If they report this, they get local police and local police said this is a matter for ICE. And, well, we know how that ends. Well, it, the, the thing that we're not asking them, you know, I think the, the governor's idea with you know, alerting the chief and the chief knowing is we want to know what's happening in our state. It may not be that we have jurisdiction to do anything, and it may not be that they're breaking the law to do anything uh, that local police would get involved in, but it gives us an idea of what's happening. And Mm -hmm. I think you always want to know what's happening in your backyard. Yeah. Well, maybe if there was like a central way to call, maybe calling 911 is not the best because you know that should be reserved for emergencies but you never know that could be an emergency well maybe there should be a hotline for like see something say i don't know um well you know that that's a great point and maybe that's something i will i'll give chief a call and say that you know i've heard about and is there a better is there Mm -hmm. a better way to get that information to either local law enforcement or to sled yeah because it's kind of like a funny thing i mean it could be a soccer team just getting off a bus. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you don't want to you know, demonize any group of people, but you also exactly. want to make sure people are safe. And, and you know, a, a lot of um, people who are here illegally are working really hard, you know, and a lot of times uh, 
builders and people who are in those uh, in the market for hiring laborers. And I know we have E-Verify, but a lot of people say they work in the industry. They know there are illegal immigrants working on rooftops and digging ditches and doing all these landscaping jobs. I mean, what is that about? And do you know anything about how that is handled and how certain companies uh, get away with hiring illegal immigrants? Do they have fake paperwork that passes through? Well, you know, coming out of the HR world into my role, there, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of things, right? There are illegal documents. It's, it's the one thing about illegal immigration that nobody is talking about, but we have lots of victims all over, right? Mm. Um, I can tell you, I can't, there were times that we, you know, we followed all those guidelines for our clients and you would do E-Verify and it would check out okay because if they have all the right information, if they say Liz Calloway and this is your social and we run that through E-Verify, nothing kicks back as wrong, right? Uh, but where we find out, where employers find out at the end of the year, because when I send Liz Calloway a, a W-2 form, <laughs> you call me and say, I've never worked for you. Mm-hmm. That's, our, that's your first clue that we have a problem. Right. Um, and, you know, it, these things always come home to roost. It's, it's very tricky um, when, when employers do that, because if you are doing jobs that are more difficult and somebody gets injured, mm-hmm. um, that will spark up a lot of red flags when that person has to go get treated. You know, workers' comp gets involved and insurance companies get involved, and these things come up to roost. And so, I mean, you know, it's, it, it's, you're, you're taking a lot of risk as an employer when you do that. The mm-hmm. fines are heavy. Department of Labor can come in um, when it gets reported. And trust me, it gets reported because one person on that job that figures it out usually becomes the whistleblower. Mm-hmm. So there's always risk and penalty and, and things that go wrong with that. So I encourage, obviously encourage nobody, do the right thing. Because um, if not, it usually ends up costing you in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, uh, not a good situation and, and it could be dangerous. You know, I I, I, they, I saw a bunch of clips being pay, played by, um, uh, I think it was on Fox News yesterday, they were playing all these clips of what Joe Biden was saying when he was running for president, that um, anybody... Only people who have committed felonies should be deported. Nobody's going to be deported. Nobody's going to be be deported. That's all he kept saying um, for years. And and then he said, this is the one thing that really got me. He says, except for DUI. He said, except for DUI. Everybody else convicted of a federal crime will be. And I'm like, no, that should be the first one on the list because those are all those angel families that we keep hearing about are killed yeah. by drunk drivers that are illegal immigrants that are uninsured, you know, shouldn't be driving in the first place and let alone they're drunk. Um, and so that by him saying all the time, we're not going to deport anybody. That was an open invitation. Oh, yeah. Well, Kat, I don't know if you saw um, the governor of New York responding to the five illegal immigrants who were Beating uh, that caught cop? assaulting those cops. Yeah. Yes. You know, and now she's saying, well, you know, maybe they, 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 they would have to be deported for something like this. And Boston, you know, now, you know, we're, they're in a, a lower income community. The governor of Massachusetts took over a community center, which means now their senior citizens are displaced mm-hmm. and their kids after school programs. And you want to talk about some passionate 
people uh, on Fox News this morning really given it to their governor and the president. You know, these people, people are starting to wake up and thank God for, you know, Governor Abbott, you know, Governor DeSantis, um, really sending these illegals to these sanctuary cities because they had a city councilwoman on who is a Democrat. Mm -hmm. uh, and Lawrence Jones said to her, do you regret now calling yourself a sanctuary city when you see how you have displaced your own citizens? Right. And she said, well, in retrospect, mm -hmm. I, I believe that we, uh, I don't know how she, she was very careful. She was in retrospect, I think we have to um, put some thought into what this did yeah. to the people that voted us into office. You know, Lieutenant Governor, speaking of people voted into office and that incident um, with the two cops being sucker punched and beaten and kicked while they were struggling to arrest uh, an individual. They were literally on the ground um, wrestling with these people as passerbys were kicking the cops and all that. I didn't know this, but the city of New York took away the batons of police officers. So they had no way to protect themselves. That's unbelievable to me. And of course, they're not going to draw their gun and shoot the people that are kicking them in the face while they're trying to take down a suspect. How could they be yeah, that's hamstring like that? I mean, like, you know, those PR-24s, that's, that's the first line of defense to protect themselves. I can't believe they are handcuffing cops like this in New York City. And I cannot believe that there are still cops there. How could you well, work for a force that is not behind you? Jeez. Well, I think I think a lot of the problem is is why they have such issues with recruitment. Yeah. But you have some people that have been there and they're they're maybe a year, maybe months, maybe only two years away from retirement, and they put in so much time. That's right. They have that to finish it out. They, they want to finish it off. They don't mm -hmm. want to lose their pensions, but you know they can't recruit. And as I travel. Um, you know, I will, I'll be met at the airport by local law enforcement. And, and that's the first thing they say is, you know, I'll say, how are you doing? I was up in Chicago last year and I said, you know, how's everything going? And they said, listen, I got six months and 12 days yeah. and, and I'm out of here. And mm -hmm. I, I said, well, you can come to South Carolina because mm -hmm. we love our law enforcement yeah. here. So, and they know, I mean, they're coming to Southern states because these guys are young. They start, mm -hmm. you know, just out of high school. Yeah, they're in their 40s they, and, you know, yep. they have another 20 and, years they can work. Yep. So um, they're coming down to the Southern states. Lieutenant Governor, uh, before we run out of time, I want to talk about the fact that um, Henry McMaster, our governor, was in North Myrtle Beach. Yes, he was yesterday. Um, so they were talking about economic development. He's been down around the coastline. Uh, mm -hmm. talking about conservation. So, uh, yeah, giving a lot of love to Myrtle Beach. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that. I just, you know me, I'm kind of biased, but I think it's a great <laughs> part of our state. Yeah. And so it was a beach advocate organization, um, 10th anniversary meeting or something like that. So um, anything that we need to know about beach preservation, because that is our number one export, sand in shoes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, we work with uh, Great Lakes Dredging, always making sure that we set up, you know, dunes out in the ocean to, mm -hmm. to stop the impact. A lot of that stops ah. coastal erosion. Mm -hmm. We'll continue to do that. I know after big storms, that all has to be replenished because it's doing its job out there. Uh, and then, you know, just 
how do we keep the beauty of our beaches? How do we make sure that people aren't building things on them that they shouldn't? Mm-hmm. You know, years ago, uh, people would try to handle their own beach erosion. <laughs> uh, that's not a good thing because <laughs> yeah. we want to make sure that, you know, we don't get foreign materials into the ocean and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, hurt the um, hurt all the ecosystem that's going on there. But we've come a long way. I think we're doing great strides. And I think just talking about it and bringing mm-hmm. all parties into the room. Yeah. It goes so far, right? Bring all the experts into the room and let's figure out how to handle it. And I think we've been doing a really good job. But like you and I care about, Liz, you know, we're getting, we're going to get to spring here real soon. It's going to be summer before we know it. We Mm -hmm. have to make sure we keep Myrtle Beach clean because tourism is a huge part of the economy. All the small businesses, all the restaurants, all the shops, they count on people wanting to come here and nobody wants to come to a place that people don't take pride in. Mm-hmm. So we got to keep our beaches clean. We got to keep our neighborhoods clean. We have to make sure that we're all doing our part. Uh, a couple of more questions, Lieutenant Governor. I know we're almost out of time. There's a couple of bills that you wanted to mention, the constitutional carry bail reform and laws regarding and restricting, I'm guessing, online porn. <laughs> yeah. So Yesterday, the Senate was in session until midnight last night. They have been debating constitutional carry. Um, You know, we are watching it very closely uh, for a lot of reasons. But one is because bail reform is something that the governor and I have been uh, talking about now for over a year. Uh, Illegal gun possession, how are we getting those off the street? That's all wrapped together in this constitutional carry bill. Um, so last night there was a lot of debate. They were trying to get law enforcement, uh, on board with constitutional carry because they worry about how does that impact when an officer has to interact with the general public. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it will be back in debate today. Uh, it didn't, uh, pass last night. They will still have a few amendments to go through. So watch that very close that hopefully will come to some kind of resolve today. Um, and then in the House, working hard on how do we stop um, pornography online? You know, there are a lot of victims that end up getting pulled through from that, right? People putting pictures uh, on there, lots of issues. Uh, in the House, uh, Representative West and a lot of others put up a bill that says if you're going to go onto a pornographic website, then you got to identify yourself. And that way they can keep track of who and what going on to these sites, especially uh, if they have pictures that at all deal with children. We want to know who's out there. So, again, trying to keep our Internet as safe as we can for our kids. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evett. We appreciate your time. Well, thank you, guys. I hope you're all do good. And, Liz, i got to get some stuff to you for your baby shower. Yeah. And uh, I know as soon as I can get it down to you, to the station. Maybe I'll drop in uh, one day. Sure. Uh, unannounced and, and jump on in. Well, Coastline Women's hello. Center is right next door to us, so we can always just walk it over. So that's great. No problem. Well, I love it. And that's a great organization. I've been there and toured it in the past and they do great work from our yes. beach. Well, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend.